We're in Studio A at the Leaking Ambient Studios in Flesherton. And we are about to have a little bit of a conversation about the upcoming election and some of the great things that we've got planned and some of the things that have happened. And, and Ron is with me today, Ron Burnett, my co-host today at the Leaking Ambient Studio. And today is the election special for In Grey Highlands. Hey, Ron, how you doing? Hi, Stuart. How are you? How are you doing? Well, you know, we haven't been in the studio since March the 17th, 2020. <laughs> it's yeah. been a while. So you wonder what's happened the last two years. Yeah, we could uh, sit back and, and ponder on that. But now we've got something coming up on October the 24th, the next Alcan- the next election for Municipality of Grey Highlands. So yes. how are we going to address this this year? Well, uh, apparently we have quite a number of uh, candidates on the roster. Uh, 17, I believe, for, for council. Um, yes. Three for mayor, three for a deputy mayor, and many more for a trustee. Right. Public and Catholic and So uh, yes. how are we going to ever decide who we want to elect? Like, how are you going to know? Well, you really never know. However, what we're going to try and do, all right, is through the auspices of the farmer's market, we gathered as many candidates as were available, and we started to do some interviews. And we had a great uh, plethora of, of uh, hosts that day. Unfortunately, you were out there, uh, let's say, looking after the market. I was able to do a few interviews myself. And uh, I think that really... We've got uh, a great opportunity for our, our public and here uh, and audience in our uh, in, in Grey Highlands to be able to listen to some of these interviews. I was out there in the market preventing people from buying tomatoes that they might throw at the candidates. Ah, yeah, well, yes. that's a big job. It was. Well, restraint is uh, is what it's all about. We are a very very calm, cool, and collected municipality. We don't throw tomatoes. All right. So this is to announce the special election coverage of the In Grey Highlands podcast? Yes, it is. How many candidates did we speak to? Well, let's say there were 17 available, and I think we probably did maybe 14. So that's maybe, a good... Maybe. Uh, we don't know. We haven't counted them yet. All right. This may be the first time many people are uh, even introduced to these people. Absolutely. I mean, I've lived in Grey Highlands for 25 years, all right, and um, I don't know everybody, obviously, uh, but uh, certainly we're going to get to know some of them, you know, with some of the comments that uh, that they've made, and and it was kind of just an opportunity for them to get familiar with uh, with maybe some of the things that they want us, us you know, to to know about them. Yeah, we only gave them three minutes each. Right. So that's not a lot of time. No. So they they're going to give us their elevator pitch, I suppose. That's right. And uh, well, this is a big elevator, so it went from <laughs> zero to uh, 110 floors. All right, so, and that was uh, probably about three to four minutes because we have a very generous senior producer that stopwatch didn't, you know, always work. Okay, so, and that may sound daunting for people who might want to sit through. Um, well, you can sit through all of these Absolutely. interviews, or you can actually use the divided up uh, chapter markers to. 
right. go to a specific candidate you want to know more about. Yeah, and you can you can go through it once, and then you can go back and and, and you know do auto select. And I'm not sure whether we have auto select, but anyhow, you can you can go through it, and I think it'll be a great. Uh, opportunity for everybody to get to know each other because we're a very friendly community. And if you need to know more after you hear these candidates talk about themselves, you might do that at any one of the all candidates meetings that are coming up. And there's quite a few. Um, a couple that we're going to be involved in uh, with the uh, Chamber of Commerce is. Uh, what is it, October the 8th? October the 8th, there's yeah. one at the uh, Ansley United Church in Markdale. Right. And then October the 13th, there's another one. I believe that one's in Feversham, or is that one... Uh... Yeah, Feversham. Yeah. I had good old Feversham. All right. We're, uh... yeah, we're going to be out and about. So, uh, Ron, uh, you and I are... Uh, not running uh, for council, we are, but we're trying to help. And By the time October 24th comes around, we might just be uh, quite ready to be done with this election. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's certainly uh, uh, thanks to the uh, municipal league team and, and maybe the general interest, uh, we've got a lot more candidates. I'm not sure whether we have a record number. Uh, but I believe we do. I believe we do. With 17, that's, that's at least... Uh, Seven more than when we, uh, when amalgamation, the election amalgamation happened. All right, so yeah. Uh, so let's listen to what they have to say because I'm I'm kind of curious myself. I was out there in in the outside of the. Uh, yeah, me too, and I was uh, recording. Morning. Welcome to the In Grey Highlands podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Thank you, Stuart. My name's Paul Allen. I've lived in Grey Highlands for 49 years. I graduated from Grey Highlands Secondary School and attended Mohawk College to earn my automotive technician certification. Years later, I switched careers and operated a custom cabinet and woodworking shop for 20 years. I've been married to Wilda for 41 years residing just outside of Flesherton, where we raised four daughters and have been blessed with 10 grandchildren. I've been a community volunteer for three decades and then the owner of three successful businesses in Flesherton. As a two-term councillor, the most important issue for me is going to be our next budget. Important things such as housing initiatives, supporting our hospital build, enhancing amenities for families, supporting seniors' care, including renewing our contract with Saugeen Mobility and regional transport, increasing accessibility in our public spaces, adding more sidewalks to improve safety in our communities, along with maintaining existing levels of service, which includes cost of living increases for municipal staff, are all going to put pressure on future budgets. I will also be doing this with the climate emergency declaration in mind. As I mentioned, uh, increasing accessibility in our public spaces, uh, here's a quick story if that's okay. Absolutely. Uh, Wild and I were taking two of our grandchildren in a double stroller to the park at the museum here in Flesherton a week or so ago. When we got to the park, we had to push the stroller across the rough grassy area. I thought, how would someone with mobility issues get from the parking lot to the playground, and actually how accessible is the equipment? 
a short walk around any of our communities would reveal similar situations. We are seeing 40-year high inflation rates, which along with increasing interest rates is making it difficult for many of our residents to make ends meet. I have worked hard on previous budgets to balance the municipality's needs and wants with what the residents feel they need and want and can afford. We are going to have at least three members around the next council table, which makes my two terms on council and my business experience very effective. I have made it my goal to consult, listen, respond, and serve if re-elected. Thanks very much for that. It was nice that we could chat, Paul. Great. Thank you, Stuart. Welcome to the In Grey Highlands podcast. And today we have Tom Alwood, current councillor in Grey Highlands, that is running again for re-election. Tom, you can tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you, Stuart. Uh, as you mentioned, my name is Tom Allwood, and my wife Carolyn and I have lived on our 50-acre farm in Markdale for 18 years, where we breed, train, and sell quarter horses. We have two children, Shannon and Michael, and six grandchildren, Alistair, Isla, Rowan, Brea, Alice, and Farron. Carolyn has an accounting business in Markdale, and I am currently a Grey Highlands counselor and also active in the community. I am treasurer of the Chamber of Commerce, a member of the Centre Grey Health Services Fundraising Event Committee, a board member of the Southeast Grey Community Health Centre, a member of the Grey Highlands Probus Club, past president of the Markdale Golf and Curling Club, and a member of Prince Arthur Lodge in Flesherton. It has been a privilege to have served the residents of Grey Highlands as one of their councillors for this current term. In spite of issues with COVID, I believe the council was able to work collaboratively with staff and all levels of government to manage the business of our municipality and achieve some remarkable progress on the economic development issue that was central to the last election platforms. There is still work to be done. This next term of council will be pivotal in continuing the progress we have made. This is why I am running for a second term. My platform is responsible fiscal and asset management, growth that preserves our rural heritage and the environment, downtown revitalization, attainable housing, right-sizing the new Brevacrest School, continued support for the new hospital in Gray Gables, physician recruitment, high-speed internet access, and natural gas expansion in our settlement areas. As you may know, I care about our community. Well, thank you, Tom, and you're certainly a busy guy with all the things that you're doing and all the things you plan, so... Is there one issue that you... Yes, uh, it's a, uh, I guess it would be health care. I mean, I'm, okay. uh, I'm concerned about uh, access to primary care for uh, the over 2,000 residents of Grey Highlands that do not have a primary care practitioner, whether it's a doctor or nurse practitioner. Thank you for that. Your, your doctor and nurse practitioner, uh, your primary health provider is the gateway to our health services. Um, I, I advocate uh, for uh, aging in place within our community. So uh, as, as people age and uh, move into home care and community care, again, it's through their primary care practitioner that these things happen. So I've been involved uh, as a council member on the uh, multiple municipal long-term care working group, uh, the physician's recruitment group, and as a volunteer, uh, I'm on the board of, as I mentioned, on the board of the uh, Community Health Center and uh, also on a uh, fundraise and event committee for the Center Gray. Nice to talk to services. somebody that's committed to a lot of great programs. Thanks, Tom. Thank you for the opportunity. Welcome to In Gray Highlands 
podcast. This is uh, Nadia Dubik, and welcome to us, and welcome to you. And everybody is wanting to hear a little bit about Nadia. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll switch gears. Sounds great. Um, so I'm Nadia Dubik, and I'm running for Grey Highlands Councillor. I live near Rockland on a working farm with my husband, um, three beehives, two dogs, and a cat. I'm proud to call Great Highlands my home, um, and as we all know, it's, it's a real gem of a place. I'm running because I care, and I believe in the power of citizens, and together, we can shape our community. Okay. So is there one big issue that you have in the back of your mind that you would like to accomplish, uh, you know, put some focus on? So that is a great question. There is a list of important issues from safe streets, affordable housing, boosting business and job creation, smart growth, zoning policies. But today, okay. <laughs> the issue that I want to focus on, um, and I believe that impacts all other issues, is how we work, how council works. Right. So in our current growth phase, we're making critical decisions that will impact generations to come. So we need to work well. And I'll break that down into three parts. First, engagement with the community. Second, thoughtful understanding of issues. And third, healthy, respectful debate. So when we talk about engagement with community, I believe council needs community input and two-way dialogue to effectively balance priorities and make decisions that impact all of us. And council needs to keep community informed of developments in a timely basis so that, that there are no surprises. It's a partnership and it's a collaboration. We, make, we can make things happen with regular face-to-face -face monthly meetings, online discussion, forums, and other ways in which the community wants to engage with us. The second point is around understanding of issues. So we have limited resources. We're a small council, a small municipal staff, and we need to be thoughtful and work smart. We need to search out the best practices and use what others have already figured out. So for example, if municipalities are making inroads on affordable housing, attracting eco-industries, let's gain their learnings or let's even partner with them. We have also a deep resource of experts in our community, judges, developers, farmers, so let's gain their insights into issues. And finally, healthy, respectful debate. Good decisions come from rigorous discussions, bringing in other perspectives into the fold. It's imperative for council to share points of debate and rationale for decisions that we made. Thanks, thanks, Nadia. That was really well done, and I appreciate uh, your input. Thank you so much. Hello, Reed. Hello, Helen. <laughs> so, welcome to the special episode of In Grey Highlands, uh, where we get to talk to all the candidates for our new council. Thank you. So, please say something about yourself. Tell us about you. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, my full name is Reed Dennison, and I'm running for council here in Grey Highlands. I'm a 
retired, oh, I've had so many careers, uh, construction manager and film editor and a few other things I won't bore you with. And uh, I'm married uh, to a wonderful partner and I have children and grandchildren, none of whom are unfortunately living here, but uh, I am and I'm really grateful for that. Thank you, Reed. So as counselor, Mm, what would keep you up at night? What would be something that you would really care about? Uh, I have three big issues, and uh, if people look me up, they can see what they are. But my top issue, I think, is uh, improved democracy here in Grey Highlands. I really believe that uh, the thing that makes people angry is either lack of consultation or consultation coming too late in the process then for them to really have an effect on the outcome. And, uh, you know, one need only look at the talisman development and the, the sale of the land by the municipality or the recent uh, waste disposal contract. You know, there was a lot of anger about those things and uh, it didn't really need to be that way. If the municipality had gotten out in front of these issues with, you know, I mean, if you look back, you can see that there was consultation, but uh, people didn't really hear about it, or it was really after the decision had been made. Yeah, so you followed that really closely. Mm -hmm. Is there something more you would like to add to that? Well, if I can talk about it, other issues, <laughs> I will say... Uh, well, I, I, all right, I'll stick with the one issue because that's what everyone else is doing. Um, the thing about it is that it needn't cost a lot of money, or, uh, but it's really more about taking the time to get out in front of issues and to engage the community in ways that uh, they have a chance to understand what's going on and have their say about it. And when people feel that they've been heard, then it really reduces the anger, I think. Yeah, you're not going to make everyone happy. But if everyone gets a chance to have their say and understand that there's a process that involves them, then um, we will make better decisions. I firmly believe that. Good point. Sounds like democracy. Yes. Thank you very much for listening. Oh, thank you for being here. It's lovely to talk to you. All right. Hello, Janice, and welcome to this special episode of In Grey Highlands. Thank you. And you want to tell us, uh, introduce yourself and talk about why you're running for school board trustee and, and then we can get to some bigger issues. Okay, sounds good. My name is Janice Kaikonen. I am a mother of seven. I have 17 grandchildren. This education has been at the forefront of most of my life and I've been very involved to the point where I was uh, one of two researchers on the PEI Task Force on Student Achievement. I have taught in university and in college and in the K-12 system. I have been to school board meetings repeatedly because I believe very strongly that parents should have a voice. And I think that voice is being taken away from us. And the options for parents these days is to homeschool, 
private school, alternative schooling. And I think what's happening is we're losing the very basics of what school communities should be about. And maybe part of that is because we have bureaucrats making decisions in faraway places. What we need to do is bring it back to the local community, our education system, our curriculum, our outcomes. What do employers look for? Matching skills. And just start having an engaged conversation. Parents being passionate again about learning and what is important for their children. And getting back to basics in many ways. Parents are the kids' first educators. And I think we've gotten away from that principle that parents should be able to make good decisions for their children. And that includes in the education system and learning. It's really well articulated. <laughs> Very nice. Is there something else that you... Just, just more about yourself, although... I live, I live on a farm in Southgate. Okay. So I have a wonderful <laughs> engaging. I run not-for-profits. I operate a soup kitchen. We are looking into affordable housing, so for vulnerable populations. So we're doing a lot in that aspect outside of the school trustee. But I believe that more so we would have less vulnerable populations overall if we were educating in the way that our children need to be educated. I think our children come out of high school these days and they really don't have an understanding of what life is about. They don't know how to sign their name in cursive writing. So they go to the bank or they do their license, driver's license, and there's no signature. It's an X. And that's just astounding to me. They don't understand the value of learning, value of reading, value of imagination. And these are things that are very important to me. We need to teach our children in a way that they can look at all of their choices, whatever they may be over their lifetime, and become successful in, in the social fabric. Mm. There's Thank much more, but that's oh, as I far know, as I, I can tell. <laughs> I, uh, I like the integration of, yes. of the thoughts and your ambitions and your goals. Thank you. So thank you for coming and speaking with us today. And thank you very much for inviting me. It's really appreciated. Thank you. Emmett, welcome. So this is a special episode of In Grey Highlands. And this is our opportunity to have people who are running for council or for school trustee to talk about themselves and what their goals are and what their hopes are. So welcome. Introduce yourself and go right ahead. Thank you very much. Uh, so I'm Evan Ferguson. Uh, I grew up in Great Highlands uh, and I'm committed to improving our community for everyone. Uh, my priorities are housing, farming, local business and protecting natural areas. So uh, some of my values are to, uh, to be fair, cooperative, open, and practical in this role. And so my goals uh, are really to, uh, to have housing available, uh, to grow our community for everyone, to have local food and farm connections, to grow, make, share, and celebrate our plenty. Uh, I'm interested in balancing protection of natural areas with public use and enjoyment, uh, as well as developing support for businesses to get to local and global markets. And so overall, I'm hoping uh, to li be listening to our communities as we build a prosperous future together uh, with places for everyone uh, to play, uh, work, gather, and learn together. Uh, a bit about me, uh, my family moved to Great Highlands in 1989. Uh, I went to school at first in Fletcherton, Thornbury, uh, also Meaford, and then Toronto, and finally as part of a scholars exchange in Jinan, China. Uh, so while at school in Toronto, I lived uh, in Campus Co-op Residences Incorporated, uh, which is the oldest uh, housing co-op in North America. And I served on its board in many roles until 2013. 
upon returning from China uh, in 2014. I lived in Toronto and worked as a planning, evaluation, and research consultant with my mother, Mary. And so we work with charities, uh, social businesses, towns, schools, and students to create more sustainable livelihoods for everyone in Canada. Uh, soon enough, uh, I understood that uh, Kimberly is really where my roots are deepest and where I want them to grow. And so I moved back to the old schoolhouse here in 2017. I also returned to the cooperative movement then uh, as chair of local food and farm co-ops from 2017 to 2021. And I recently joined the Greyhounds Museum and Heritage Advisory Committee, as well as the South Grey Museum uh, Board of Directors. So today I own part of the business my mother built uh, and part of the home that my father rebuilt. Uh, I do share my home today uh, in Kimberley with uh, my partner Hannah, our two cats, uh, my parents, and my sister's family. Uh, thanks and vote October. <laughs> Thank you very much. Good morning, Gary. This How are is you? A special, I'm fine. This is a special episode of In Grey Highlands where we'd like you to tell us who you are, and, uh, and then after that I'm going to ask you some of the things that are important to you and why you're running for council. All right. So tell me who you are. I am. Uh, my name's Gary Franklin. Um, I'm a mechanic by trade. I've been a truck driver, been in forestry, and I've worked on a farm in my youth. Uh, 58 years old. Um, currently employed at the the uh, army base in Meaford. I see, I see. And uh, tell me why you're running for council and what's important to you. Well, I'm running for council because I my majority of my career I worked for the city of Cambridge, so I know the municipal environment. Um, I really like Grey Highlands. I I love since we moved up here three and a half years ago. Um, and I just want to make it a better place or keep it a better place as it is now. And um, I think it's going to be very difficult for the upcoming councils to make some of these financial decisions that are right. going to have to be made. Yeah, that's right. You know, I mean, there's the yin and the yang. Well, the consumer price index is 8.5%. Nobody wants to pay 8.5% on their tax increase to maintain that level of service. Um, so if you don't pay, you have to cut it somewhere, and that is not an easy job. Oh, that's right. Makes some hard decisions ahead, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And then as I've found, there's many other uh, specific interest people um, that I've heard from since I've signed up for it. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, you, you get their emails and uh, they want answers to questions that are not really easy to answer because right. um, you don't know all the information, no, no. what's gone you on. Do your research. Yeah, so, and I'm not the type of person that is just going to promise somebody something to hopefully get them to vote for me. Right. So right. Yeah. Um, that's you who know, I am. You're being very transparent. Yeah. Yeah, good for you. Good for you. Well, I wish you the best of luck. Pardon me? I wish you the best of luck. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah thanks very much. Nice to meet everybody yeah. here and uh, hope this helps. Yeah, thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Good morning. This is a special edition of In Grey Highlands, where we're meeting the candidates, and uh, we have a young, lovely lady here in front of us. Tell us who you are. Hi, I'm Melanie Seeley, and I'm running for deputy mayor. Congratulations. Good for you. Thanks. So tell us why you're running for deputy mayor. What's, in, what's important to you? Um, 
there's a lot of issues that are important to me, um, but uh, probably the <clears throat> excuse me the main issue of what drives me to want to run for deputy mayor is that we need more public involvement. I want to get out into communities and meet people, <clears throat> find what drives people, find what um, what their concerns are, what they would like for their communities. Um, I think it's important to get out into communities and do these things. I also think that um, we need to be a little bit more um, clear with what we have to <clears throat> offer to the community. We need to be more vocal about what we're doing. Maybe a 60-day plan, a 90-day plan, um, that's what I would like to do, 120-day plan, just to show people what we are doing, what we are trying to do. Um, Can you give me a couple, maybe an example of some, um, some cause that needs to be addressed? Um, I think for a lot of people, this may be the same thing. Um, housing needs to be addressed. Thing, yeah. For sure. For sure, yeah. Um, <clears throat> sorry. It's okay. Um, I would like to see some sort of public lands bought for, like, a mobile home use. Right, right. There's mobile home parks all over the place. There's even seasonal, um, like, campgrounds mm -hmm. that have mobile homes in them. Mm -hmm. But they're seasonal. Right. <clears throat> we need ones that are full-time. Full-time, right. So I think it's are important. There, any, there aren't any in Great Highlands right no, now. No, there's right? not. No. no and I think it's important to have something like that because mm -hmm. not everyone can afford a no. $500,000, $700,000 home. Right. I know I certainly can't. Okay. <laughs> I'm yeah. a single mom yeah. of a five-year-old, so yeah. um, that's a bit difficult. Yeah. So having a mobile home park where you know people can live in it, year-round with um, tiny homes, um, and, and tiny homes has a, has a, a few different um, uh, definitions to it, but mainly a tiny home is on wheels. <clears throat> so it would be like a, a mobile home, but I think there needs to be some sort of park yeah. for that, right. for... Right. Um, Right. People to live permanently. Yeah, because they can have higher concentrations of people with less land. Yeah, for sure. And land is what's expensive in the world today. Yeah. It certainly is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, do you Have you done any research into um, other mobile home parks? I have. I've done a little bit of research into it mm -hmm. um, and the things that um, we would need to attain right. for that. Right. There's a fairly, I mean, there's one I know in Durham, which isn't very far away, and um, I'm trying to think of the name of the place, but there's a fairly big one up towards the One Sound, and those would both be good places to look at to see you know, exactly. what kind of environments they are. Well, apparently we have to wrap it up, but uh, <laughs> thank you so much for coming. We really appreciate your time today. Thanks. Hello, Steve. Welcome. Hello. Thanks, y'all. This is a special episode of In Grey Highlands. Right. It's a podcast that was going on pre-COVID, and there have been an, um, one for the candidates for the provincial election, mm -hmm. and now for this one. So welcome. Thank Please you. Please introduce thank yourself you. and... 
what you aspire to do and your goals and your hopes. Okay, well, well, first of all, let me say thanks, Helen, for inviting me, asking me to speak about this. Uh, municipal politics, uh, somebody on my golf course said this years ago to me. He said, Steve, no level of government affects people's lives like municipal politics. So, uh, I'm Steve Maloney. I bought my Lakes uh, Eugenia Cottage back in 1997. I moved here full-time in 2016 from Oakville. I'm originally from a small town of about the size of Markdale. It's called Elmer, Ontario. And I've always been interested in politics. And the more I got into it, the more I started to get interested in municipal politics because it does affect people's lives. So uh, from that standpoint, I, mod I ran in Oakville in 2014. Unfortunately, I ran against Oakville's version of Hazel McCallion. I did well, I just didn't win. So I ended up coming up here. I moderated an election in 2014 and people said, hey, that guy should run. So with that in mind, I thought, or 2018, I moderated one of the election debates. I thought, well, I'm just gonna stay in the back of my mind. And sure enough, about the last four or five, six months, I started to talk to a bunch of people. And I said, okay, what's, uh, what position should I run for? I close friends with a lot of, or some of the people that have been on council in the past and are on council now. I decided to run here in Gray Highlands as deputy mayor. Now, one of the things that people ask, you know, what are you running on, what are you running for? And I will say this, I have two platforms that I concentrate on. And from those two platforms, you will be able to figure out how I'll make decisions and how I'll react on all the micro issues that'll come up in the next four years. The first platform I run on is this, public value. When people strike, stroke their check, uh, their property check every once every three months, really what they want to do is they want value for that money. Uh, most people, some of the, you know, a third of the people that live here, or about a quarter of them, are weekenders. They've, they're either on lakes and uh, ski hills and stuff like that. They, they care about things that, like roads and waste and things like that. Uh, they want public value. So being in business the way I have for the last 30 years, I know what value looks like and I know what solutions look like. Recently, we have the garbage situation that's been quite controversial here in Gray Highlands. And I'm not blaming anybody on council right now, but what I do think is somebody should be, somebody that knows what value looks like and knows what a deal looks like should have taken on this project six months ago. That sounds like a Steve Maloney thing. <laughs> I would do that. Okay. Um, so interesting, Steve. Um, thank you for talking to us, and we'll be looking forward to listening to the broadcast on Thursday. Okay, huh? I was just getting my water warmed up, but I understand <laughs> I've only got so much allocated time. I look forward to speaking to everybody. I'll be out there. I'll be knocking on your door. Okay. Thank you. We'll see you. Good morning, Joel. Morning. You're running for councillor? I'm running for, I'm one of 17 running for council. It's wonderful. I'm glad you're here this morning. Yeah, thanks. I'm happy to be here. Would you like to talk to us about what gets you going in the morning? Sure. I mean, specifically what is your to, passion? Well, my passion, uh, I have many passions here in Grey Highlands. My uh, passion is the beautiful natural areas that we have here. I live in Kimberley with my wife and our 18-month-old son, Calvin, and um, being able to walk to the Beaver River, being able to walk to the Bruce Trail, being able uh, to paddle and uh, and walk into our little walking village. Kimberley is a beautiful little community with a general store and a mulberry tree and uh, neighbors and, um, and sidewalks that need to be improved, but sidewalks all the same. So um, my passion is, is community and our beautiful natural surroundings. 
and you intend to maintain those? I intend to maintain and improve those. Ma- ma- uh, maintenance isn't enough. They need to be improved. Um, certainly our, uh, our municipal I said our sidewalks, our roads um, need to be made made safer than they are. Um, our sidewalks need to be made better than they are. And um, we need to uh, not only maintain our natural areas, but do an even better job of making sure that they're um, they're better than, than they are today. And so that means more conservation, um, better initiatives around water quality, and uh, overall just doing, uh, making sure that Grey Highlands is the, the greenest and nicest it could possibly be, which is absolutely achievable. That's beautiful. Do you, have, do you have any? Do you have a program in mind? Is there some issue that you'd like to address initially? Well, first off, you know we're looking at a, a lot of development happening in in Grey Highlands right now. Talisman, of course, is a really big one, um, and that was something that piqued my interest first in getting involved in municipal politics. Um, so, making sure that now that uh, Grey Highlands has been discovered by the GTA and especially development, that when we do develop, which we need to develop, both for our own quality of life and for the economy up here, when we develop, we do it thoughtfully and not just for the bottom line of some you know, wealthy billionaire investors from the city. And we need to make sure that the development keeps in mind our green areas, our watershed, and our, you know, our culture and our community up here. We need to make sure that this, uh, any development that goes forward is truly the best for all of us and not just for a few. That sounds very good. So this is what really impassioned you to move along into council. Absolutely, yeah. These are these are the issues that are in front of us. You know, I, I believe strongly in Great Highlands. It's it's home. I love Kimberly. I love our community, and uh, I love it for all the reasons I just said. And um, you know, this is a transitional period, uh, and in, in Great Highlands history, you know. Um, and so we need to make sure that during this transition, we have the right council in place to make sure that uh, again development happens at the correct pace. It happens thoughtfully. It happens um, for the right reasons. Um, so so I, I look forward to being on council and uh, pushing all of this through. That sounds very good. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Welcome, Paul. This is a special episode of In Grey Highlands, and I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself, say a little bit about yourself, and then maybe to talk about what is really important to you, a current issue, something you dream about, something that keeps you up at night. Go ahead. Okay, well, thank you. And uh, yeah, my name is uh, Paul McQueen. As you introduced myself, I uh, have uh, I'm blessed with three bo- young boys who are t- uh, that are 23, 21, and, and almost 18, along with my wife, Cindy. They're uh, very uh, um, busy boys and around the farm, and, and uh, they're both uh, very active in their trades. And, and uh, I always said that if you, they all want a farm, and I said that if you want a farm, you better get a trade because you need to support the farm somehow because that's the way the farming industry is today. And so they're very active in there. I have one in grade, going into grade 12 who's just, uh, very active as well. And just by ironically, they're home combining this afternoon, so we're all going to be farming this afternoon and getting our, our crop off. So... Uh, what's what's sort of the, there's a lot of issues I could speak to uh, with regards to uh, municipal council and that, but I think one of the bigger ones will be moving into our uh, 2023 budget. <clears throat> there is, as you're aware and everybody's aware, all right, we have a very high cost of living that has uh, subject us to a lot of higher costs for everything we buy today, and I, you know that's that's no different for the municipality in the sense of services that we require and uh, staffing and cost of living for our staffing, and uh, so that is something. And then uh, the market value assessment was cancelled and. Um, 
2020 because of COVID, and I know we're all out of COVID, but there's a lot of things that sort of have transpired during that time. And, and, and when was that market value assessment, which was scheduled to be happening in 2019, excuse me, Jan, no, 2020, and it was based on 2019 values. And it was canceled, and it's canceled now until 2024. As we know, its property values have gone up. And so right now, still all properties are assessed through taxation at the 2016 level. So that is going to be something that's also going to be coming uh, forward in, in that new assessment. And uh, so, you know, that 2023 budget will be... Uh, um, I think council, the new council is going to have to take the time to go through it, and there's going to be a, quite a few new councillors on our council. And I'm, you know, looking forward to being mayor again. As uh, as I'm, uh, this would be my going into my third term. Is, I was going to ask you yeah, to say yeah, that. This is might be my third term, and and so I, I look at also bringing forward leadership to that new council. I think there's going to be could be a, a, a great deal or a great many more new councillors. And and I know when I first got on council way back. A lot of years ago, I've been at this for 25 years, uh, there's a huge learning curve for those getting on, and, and uh, one of them is the budget cycle, and our budget has, um, there's a lot of increases part of that budget that we need to talk about, so we need to take the time uh, with the new council to go through those line items. So anyway, I look forward to uh, the, the, the new year, 2023 uh, council term, up to 2020, I guess it'll be 2026, I guess, yeah. yeah. That's excellent, Paul. Thank you so much. Oh, you're quite welcome. Thank you. Bye Thanks bye. for having me. Bye. Good day. This is a special edition of In Grey Highlands where we're giving the candidates for municipal council an opportunity to tell us who they are and uh, what's important to them. Um, tell us who you are. My name is Dane Nielsen. I am currently on council and I am running for deputy mayor. Fabulous. So what's important to you in Grey Highlands? So what I'm excited about in the next four years that this council gets to look at is the master recreation plan. Uh, it got presented to council just recently and it's gonna be involving decisions about the four arenas and 14 halls and all the green spaces across municipality. I think if we get the master recreation plan right and invest in uh, our arenas and, and the halls that we have an uh, opportunity to draw residents and to give places for our residents that are here now to live, work and play. And having a, a community spaces, community groups get together is what makes Grey Highlands such a wonderful place to live. Couldn't agree with you more. That's something that's probably on the tips of everybody's tongue. Um, do you have another thought? The other thing that's pretty exciting to me is uh, when you run for council, there's so much to learn and understand. Um, we have a comprehensive zoning amendment to do this next four years that should have been done the current council term. Um, it's exciting because it reflects everything you're allowed to do with your own property. What are you going to be allowed to do as of right in a rural landscape and in town lots? We've had discussions at this term of council already regarding tiny homes, regarding um, quads and triplexes and duplexes. These are things that your zoning bylaw affects. And most people don't understand the importance of it, but it is super exciting to see that, you know, by being there for another four years, we'll get to have a chance to talk about this topic. That's wonderful. Well, thank you very much for coming today. We thank appreciate it. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure to introduce to you uh, Lynn Silverton, a stalwart of Gray County, member of the Chamber of Commerce, and uh, as they say around here, a committee of one, being as how she's on most committees going. 
Welcome, Lynn. I Thank see you. you're running for council again. Yes, I am, and I decided to do that two seconds after the results of the last term of council. And um, I'm really looking forward to getting back. I've done 15 years, and um, I care about Grey Highlands. Um, I kind of felt that there were some things going on that I didn't particularly agree with, and uh, I want to get back there. Um, the, uh, uh, one of the things that bothers me is um, the fact that a lot of people are hanging on to one issue, whether it be talisman or environment or whatever, but you cannot be a member of council, a useful member of council, unless you have more than one issue and get rid of the tunnel vision. Uh, you have many, many things to deal with. Um, you can imagine the number of different things you have to deal with to run a household and a family. With the municipality, it's a bit more. And um, there's a lot of research to be done because not everybody knows about how to do a hard top on a dirt road. And you have to find these things out. So I want to get back to the fact that I care. I've got common sense and I've got experience. One of the things that I'm proud of is um, in my age, and people have pointed out my age, I'm the only one on council or running for council that can honestly say I am representing all Grey Highlanders from birth to 80 plus. <laughs> <laughs> so I know all the needs and all the directions, etc. I still am very involved in the community volunteering and on a lot of boards and committees. Um, I'm still on the police services board that I founded in 2001, and I have been all but two years chair of that board, and I'm proud of the rate, the stats that we get from the reports from the OPP, how safe Great Highlands really is, oh. uh, as far as day-to-day uh, -day, uh, negative things. Um, we do have this, such issues as, as the unfortunate death and accident, but that we're working on now. And uh, so I, I hope to be back. I expect to be back. I've got the powers of positive thinking and uh, win with Lynn and Lynn cares. You're a valuable asset, Lynn. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Roger Tumaneri is running for council. Welcome, Roger. Perhaps you could tell us uh, what your plans are for council. Hi, thank you very much for having me, Jeff. Um, I'm really excited, first off, to be running for council. Um, we're relatively new to Grey Highlands. My family moved from West Toronto in 2019, and I've since started a, a local magazine called Hello Country, and it comes out every month supporting uh, local businesses and, and farmers in the community. So to be now running for council, like taking what I do every day in the community and applying it to, to local politics is extremely exciting for me. And so just being here with you talking about it, I think is wonderful. And I'm, I'm really excited for this election. I think it's a really important election. Is there a particular uh, issue that uh, made you want to run for council? No. 
you just want to be involved within this community uh, further than you are already. Good for you. For me, yeah, you said it. It's an extension of my uh, existing um, connection with this community, the work that I do to, to try to develop it through this uh, particular publication in Hell Country, but I do have several others, uh, other print publications and podcasts that I publish to support local and various other communities. So the concept of community is very important to me, as is the notion of being able to help others with one's work. Oh. So if I can extend my work to politics and helping people, as well as local businesses and farmers in the context of Great Highlands. I think that's a, a great use of my time, and I want to be a resource for the people of Great Highlands. I love Great Highlands, and I want to do everything within my capabilities to help. I think that's admirable, and we wish you well, Roger. Thanks for coming in. Thank you very much. And running for mayor this year is Danielle Veliquette. Welcome, Danielle. Perhaps you could tell us why you are interested in becoming the mayor of our fair islands. Sure. So I'm Danielle Veliquette. I am a mom and I'm a, a farmer and a counselor. And it was certainly my... Um, uh, experience as a counselor and, and what I was able to learn over the four years and where I um, would like to see Grey Highlands go is why I am uh, running for mayor. Is there a particular issue that has uh, captured your attention over the years? Absolutely. I, you know, um, I think many people know me as an environmentalist and, and certainly climate is uh, is my thing. Um, and, and one of the reasons why climate is so interesting is, is the intersections of how it relates to, for example, attainable housing, how it relates to farming, how it relates to just land use in general. And so, you know, I, I do often lead with climate, but I look at everything under a climate lens. And I think that... You know, you know, quite frankly, we are like without. Don't want to sound like an alarmist, but we are in a climate crisis, and I think as we move forward, we have to look at every single, um, every single budget item, every single economic item, every single um, land use and, and development that is in, within Grey Highlands. We really need to pay attention. And uh, so, you know, I, I feel like I'm cheating when I say climate, because I really, you know, it's kind of like saying, well, you know, because it is important to everything and it touch, touches now absolutely everything that we do within the municipality. You're absolutely right. And I'm sure, I hope that many, many people agree with you because this is indeed a climate emergency. And it's uh, great to hear that there is somebody running for council with that as their mandate. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, you know, it is so exciting. Um, thank you so much to the Grey Highlands Municipal League for having 17 really strong candidates come forward. And, and I'm hearing a lot of them talking about climate and, and how important and how we really need to think these things through um, under that lens. And I'm so excited that that's where Grey Highlands is right now. It's, it's, a, it's, a, um, it's an opportunity. Excellent. Grey Highlands, keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Yeah, expect more. Yeah. Thank you for coming in, Danielle. This Thank has been terrific. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jeff. Good day. And this is a special version of In Grey Highlands where we're uh, having little chats with the candidates for council and mayors. Um, good morning, Joe. Would you like to tell us who you are? And uh, then we'll talk a little bit about what's, what's important to you. 
Absolutely. So my name's Joe Vandevecht. I've um, uh, been in the area for about five years now, mm -hmm. and uh, I currently live in Eugenia um, and work at uh, Beaver Valley Ski Club in Markdale. Um, born and raised in Collingwood, Ontario. So uh, what used to be a small town, which is um, seems to be not so much anymore. Um, and I really enjoy uh, the area out here. Uh, I grew up in a farm, so uh, um, love that type of community. And um, uh, asking me what uh, um, big focus I have is yes, probably... I want to be the voice for the residents of Grey Highlands. Um, from what I've heard talking to some residents is um, they feel they haven't been heard as far as council goes or the current council goes. Some big issues uh, in their minds um, and they just feel they haven't given that opportunity to be heard or they have been heard and feel they haven't been listened to. Right. Um, so uh, that's something I want to do is be actual, um, listen to the community and actually be their voice. How do you propose to do that? Again, I'm uh, just simply, I'm a, I'm a guy who likes to fight. I'm a guy who will say um, what's on my mind, and I have a way to have people listen. Mm -hmm. um, and actually hear the thing. I'm not opposed to um, having somebody have a discussion with me to show a different way mm -hmm. or to show a different route. I'm open to that. I feel any discussion, that is exactly what it is. Um, two people with two different mindsets to come together for the best result. And that's what I would try and do and try and bring to this council. Yeah. And how do you propose to listen to people? How do you get get the input that you're looking for? So, again, uh, in my current role at uh, Beaver Valley Ski Club, I, uh, when a co-worker calls me um, to ask me a question or ask for my help, I answer the phone. Mm -hmm. um, that's something I do every time. Mm -hmm. If it's uh, be it the phone, be it an email, um, messenger, whatever it is, I respond. Um, so somebody's not going to send me a request or send me a, a reply and not get one back. Um, therefore, they know that it's a two-way street. Yeah, it's um, a good policy. I, I think it is. Yeah. Honesty is uh, yeah. um, probably something that I think the uh, residents of Great Highland needs. Yeah, I often hear that... Um, that is a complaint about politicians that they don't get back to you. Uh, and that's one thing I'm not. I'm not a politician, right. um, but I'm happy to help and be the voice for Grey Highlands. Well, thank you so much for coming today. We appreciate it. Great. Thank, thank you very you. much. We have Bryden Jones with us, who has just retired as a school teacher and is now running for public school trustee. Welcome. And... Uh, Tell me, Bryden, is there one issue that you wanted to address? Is that that caused you to run for uh, trustee? That's a that's a good, very good question. Um, I have a science background, uh, so I have a couple of degrees, a couple of science degrees, and so I think nature has a lot to teach us. And uh, so that, and uh, as an educator, um, I tried to, you know bring my students into the natural world to try to understand it. And uh, another issue for me is something that is very real for this generation, and that's climate change and, and adapting to it. 
So I think those are the, the two things that I would, I would like to bring to the table um, in terms of policy. Um, it's my belief uh, that education should actually um, be organized around climate change adaptation. And it's been done. There are, are schools that, uh, that are like that. And I would like to see that more in, uh, in Blue Water for sure. So that would be uh, requiring the uh, school board to adjust uh, a curriculum to include? Not necessarily, no. See, I, I, um, I don't believe trustees have any influence over the curriculum. That is actually written by the province. But there's a lot of latitude in, ter in terms of uh, how to uh, interpret the curriculum, I guess, if you like, and what to stress. Um, so I, I believe that there is an opportunity, and I, I think it's actually more than that. I think it's, a, it's our duty and our responsibility to help students prepare for what, you know, could be perceived as a, a perilous world in the future, but get them ready. You know, so uh, I've always done that as a teacher. You know, it's very dangerous to talk about negative things all the time without saying, but you, this is what you can do. And, and so that's what I've tried to do as a teacher. It's like, okay, situation is not great, but there is lots that you can do in your life, in your community uh, to, uh, to make change happen. And as people have pointed out, uh, this level of government is really the place where change really can happen. So uh, I'm looking forward to, to that. This is a noble endeavor, and I'm always happy, we all are happy, to hear about people addressing the climate emergency uh, these days. It's coming up in a few of our uh, uh, candidates who oh, are running. Excellent. So, um, Glad yeah. to hear that. <laughs> Ryden Jones, thanks for coming by. Oh, you're all very welcome. Thanks, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Welcome, John Van Gogh. So you're going to run for councillor on Grey Highlands Council. And we need you just to introduce yourself, um, tell us something about you, what your goals are, what your ambitions are, anything that keeps you up at night that you want to talk about. Um, just go right ahead. Alrighty, thank you for having me. Thank you for giving us all the opportunity to say a few words. Uh, my name is John Van Gogh. I'm running for town councillor. Uh, the reason I... Uh, I'm running. I've lived in Proton Station, Gray County, for the last 12 years. I have a long family history in the area. I, I feel it's time uh, that the voters and taxpayers have a town council that's going to hold everybody accountable, town council and voters. Something that's important to me is uh, uh, recycling. The town has a, uh, a waste wizard on their website, and you can enter various items you're going to discard and they will tell you if it's recyclable or not. I entered a, a tube of toothpaste, and the website has it as being garbage. That's 100% not true. It is recyclable. However, Gray County cannot recycle it because we don't have the facilities. But that doesn't mean it's not recyclable. A company, Crest, they recycle not only toothpaste tubes, all oral care products. A lot of people don't know that. The town has a responsibility to say, although this is not garbage, we cannot recycle it. This is how you could recycle it. Interesting. So if the town goal is to 
uh, create um, a higher amount of waste diversion, that needs to be communicated. There's people who uh, have a responsibility who live on lakefront properties. If the water is getting contaminated, they need to have a responsibility themselves. They don't need me to tell them to have their septic tank inspected. Inspect your septic tank. Use some gray water to flush the toilets. Don't landscape so close to the water, possibly. We don't want to become a state where the town council or any government entity tells the voters and taxpayers to do more and more themselves. We need to be held accountable too. We've created the problem with too much garbage, water getting contaminated. We have a, a responsibility to deal with those items ourselves. And being from a, in a rural community, we also want to protect our farmland. Although it's all a romantic notion to say farmland is important, what is the farmland being used for? If the farmland is used to grow hay for cows in order to produce, let's say, one tanker full of cream, my crude calculations has that taking three million liters of water so we can all enjoy a double-double from Timmy's or any other local coffee shop. Sorry, Tim Hortons. We need to have a responsibility that water is used for farmland. What is that farmland actually being used for? I think we all have to be accountable. I want to thank you for your time. Some very good points there. It sounds a lot like people need to be more informed. Yes. Thank you very much, John. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Bye now. You've been listening to a special episode of the In Grey Highlands podcast, a current affairs podcast for and about Grey Highlands in Ontario, Canada. This Between Seasons episode is part of our extended coverage of the 2022 Grey Highlands municipal election. Thanks to all the candidates who took part on Saturday the 10th of September, and well done to all the In Grey Highlands podcast hosts who helped out. Stuart Halliday, Helen Jones, Jeff Bowes, Mark Worthington, Janice Longaway, and especially to Ron Barnett for all the organization and hard work, both at the mic and at the market. The show is produced by the IGH crew and recorded at the Flesherton branch of the Grey Highlands Public Library, whose hospitality and generosity made the whole session possible. Thank you, Jennifer and crew. Please visit ingreyhighlandsthisweek.ca to view the show notes, leave a comment, and listen to the extended material. You'll also find links to our social media presence where you can engage further with the show. Our score is skillfully composed and generously provided by Al Halliday of Arkham Dispatch and Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Tim Riley is the supervising producer at the Mighty Leaking Ambient Studio in Flesherton. Ingray Highlands is copyright under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License. <laughs>